A few days back, when I was working on my next episode of The VO Median, I decided to take a break and give my friend John a call. I hadn't spoken to him in a long time. John is married to Debbie and they have two sons, Billy and Jack. We got to talking about Billy and Jack too, but mostly Billy, because at age 28, he has been very successful, both in his personal and business life, allowing him to enjoy a lifestyle which, when I was his age, could only be a dream. I love Billy. I'm so proud of him. So the fact that I was feeling jealous of his accomplishments is something that I have had difficulty accepting. Certainly, it's not me at my best. One thing that is clear about Billy, which I now understand and have also recently started to apply to my own life, is this. Billy pursues one thing fiercely and unapologetically. The astonishing celebration of the present moment. That's his motor. That's his drive. And from a distance, it may look like the perfect life. But the truth is, Billy has had to face some serious health issues that will remain with him for the rest of his life. So then, I have to try and see where he's coming from and really try to walk in his shoes so I can understand his side of the story. Because there is much more to it than what one sees from a distance. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today in the VO Median. It is so easy not to walk in other people's shoes. In our line of business as VO artists and voice talents, so often we misjudge this or that talent and often fall in the trap of comparing ourselves to others, our career to their career, our accomplishments to their accomplishments, and so on. Before one can judge, if at all, one has to make the intentional effort of walking in their shoes first, and once there, learn from that person's experience. Take the good, leave the bad, and stay away from judgment as much as possible. Here we go. Hola, and welcome to the VO Median, episode 17. My name is Javier Torres, your host, and I'm very happy that you have joined me today. Uh, this is uh, an episode that uh, I've been working hard to bring to you. Uh, it's a bit personal, and uh, as I've done before, I would like to start it off with a quote. Uh, this one from Henry David Thoreau. Could a greater miracle take place than for us to look through each other's eye for an instant? So the episode which I am sharing with you today uh, is called Have You Heard? Empathy and Not Judging is Your Best Bet to Grow, which goes hand in hand with uh, Henry David Thoreau's quote, I believe. Uh, and in the intro, I mentioned that I had called a friend of mine, John, a few days ago, uh, and I would like to give you a more detailed account uh, of that call and where it led uh, in regards to um, me feeling a bit, shall we say, guilty about my best friend's son. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a bit difficult still for me. 
I'm still having some trouble uh, uh, processing what I had felt at that time, and this is why. Um, I rung up my friend John, uh, who I hadn't spoken to for some time, and we talked about uh, the usual, you know, friends, old times, work, our health, and of course, family. And all went well, as one would expect from such a call, until the moment that my friend's son, Billy, came up. Now, if you think this is going to be some account of lost sheep getting into trouble and all of that, I'm glad to say that this is certainly not the case with Billy. In fact, his behavior and uh, personality is as removed from that lost sheep archetype as one can imagine. I've known him from the time of birth through his toddler years, through childhood and adolescence, and now as a full-grown adult. Billy is a good man. He is still a bachelor, but John and Debbie instilled in him strong work ethics and values that, together with his own moral core, have made him a very successful young man in very many ways. Trilingual in English, Spanish, and now German, ex-alumni of a prestigious Ivy League college located in the state of New York, and holding a BA in business and soon an MBA in economy, Billy, even with these heavy accolades, has remained very grounded and approachable. His easy demeanor and humility have made him very popular among his friends and, of course, his family. Curiously, though, Billy has not had the same amount of luck with the opposite sex. Now, he's your typical heterosexual young professional male. Billy loves girls. But he's very comfortable with his feminine side, which has allowed him to include she, her, and him, her friends in his social circle. And though drawn to good-looking girls, as is typical of all young men his age, I've noticed that he is drawn more to intelligence, wit, and humor. Rare preferences, especially among young men his age. He is currently 27 years old. 28 now. So what I'm about to confess to you, which is something I initially felt ashamed of, and I still do, came about when I asked John about Billy. John went on to tell me that Billy has gone yet again on another vacation. This time, Billy was enjoying his vacations in the slopes of the Italian Pyrenees. Six months before that, a two-week visit to Barcelona and Catalonia, and before that, France and Germany. My reaction to John as to Billy's whereabouts was expressed with a complacent but poorly disguised, I think. Oh, wow, that's, uh, that's cool. Billy on vacation, again. And there it was. It just slipped. I'm not sure if John felt my undeniable pang of jealousy and indignation. I, I think he must have. It was so strong at that moment. All I could think of was, again on vacation? How does he do it? And how dare he go off on vacation to the Pyrenees, no less. Not Vermont or Vail, Colorado. Freaking the Italian Pyrenees. At his age, I was going to Puerto Escondido to surf. Not Hawaii, because it's so freaking expensive. How dare he blah, 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 blah. And on it went. I had to get control of my emotions, literally, to avoid saying something stupid to my longtime friend about Billy. 
I'm afraid my uncalled-for pang of jealousy would show through. So, finishing John's brief telling of Billy's whereabouts, I quickly changed the subject to other less emotionally conflicting matters, like our improving health and eating habits, which we had both committed to achieving lately with more success than ever before. So that made me feel a bit better. Now, I say a bit because once I got through the call and hung up on John, as always, in a very sincere and endearing terms, looking forward to our next call, this time hopefully sooner, I stood there in silence looking at my cell phone's screen. I remembered trying to understand why I had felt so acutely jealous and indignant towards Billy, not only of his current whereabouts, but of his life as a whole. I took a deep breath, gathering my emotions and thoughts, and sat down, determined to get to the bottom of it all. Okay, so the kid, through John and Debbie's undaunted and steadfast efforts, had been very successful in bringing up a very good human being. That much was clear. The effort and time and selflessness that both John and Debbie had demonstrated throughout Billy's life was unquestionable. This effort yielded results which, up to now, and surely for the future, have been above and beyond anything they could have imagined, giving them a very well-deserved sense of pride and peace of mind, especially now, during their empty nest years. Okay, next. Why such an impertinent pang of jealousy as to where, how, what, when, etc., Billy spends his free time? Why my indignancy about the whole situation? Why not ski in Vermont or maybe in Vail? Why the apparently conceded decision of choosing the Italian Pyrenees? I thought hard about this. Now, Billy is in no way conceited. In fact, as mentioned before, one of the things I love about him is his own pretentiousness and humility. It's two of his superpowers, for sure. So no, it wasn't a decision driven by presumptuousness. I honestly think it's driven more by his yearning to belong and experience the enjoyment that comes from hanging out with his friends that results from belonging. Ivy League colleges have a huge thing about making the right connections, which then carry on throughout the alumni's life, influencing, hopefully for good, his professional and personal life. Billy, I figured, probably got the idea from his other friends, good, accommodated, financially well-off friends, to spend a couple of weeks in the majestic Italian Pyrenees, eating pasta, drinking red wine and espressos, and most assuredly meeting cute European girls in an ideal picture-perfect setting. I continued really making an effort of putting myself in Billy's shoes. This behavior was not only normal, but even expected for someone his age and with his comfortable financial situation, which by far exceeded mine at his age. I also remember the moments when, at least for a short moment during my own career or life, I had achieved a close equivalence to Billy's current financial situation. I was also 27 at the time, living in Puerto Vallarta, one of Mexico's premier resort towns, only topped by Cabo San Lucas and Cancun. I had recently been promoted to regional account manager during the initial introduction of long-distance services offered by U.S. long-distance carriers, such as AT&T and now-extinct Sprint. My paycheck came to me in U.S. dollars, and hitting the five-digit mark in Mexican pesos felt incredible. I was crushing it. And as I sat there, 
pondering about that period of my life where, for a moment at least, I was financially secure, with no commitments other than my responsibilities as regional manager, which, okay, were many, but still, fully embracing my time as a bachelor, like Billy. Of course, my free time was spent pursuing and enjoying some of my favorite activities. Activities like dining out with my friends or on my own, getting certified as a recreational diver, exploring secret surf spots all along the Mexican West Coast, where I could both dive and surf and, of course, chasing girls. I believe, however, that Billy's thing is spending time with his college friends in glamorous places. Sure, because he enjoys visiting these places. Who wouldn't? But I think it's more than that. For him, it's all about the camaraderie that comes with going to these places with his friends. But as I mentioned in the intro to this episode, Billy pursues one thing fiercely and unapologetically, the astonishing celebration of the present moment. I'll say that again. Billy pursues one thing fiercely and unapologetically, the astonishing celebration of the present moment. That's his motor. That's his drive. I honestly think that had he been brought up the same way, but with a more adverse financial situation, and by this I mean only being able to afford a tuition at a state college, he would have most probably been doing the same thing, but in places like Vermont and, sure, sometimes, maybe even Vail. As long as it meant enjoying the time with his friends and celebrating the present, the location would not have been too important. For my part, as far as my social circle was concerned, I confess that I was pretty much the opposite of Billy. I was an introvert during my high school years. My circle of friends then, and later on during my college years, had always remained the same. The amount of friends I allowed into my life had always been no more than three or four. We all went to and graduated from college. Our financial means varied, but in no way were we ever a part of some elite university where who you knew was as important if not more, than actually doing well in your grades. Living in this reality resulted in creating other aspirations and priorities in our lives. Puerto Escondido instead of the Amalfi Coast, Vermont instead of the Italian Pyrenees, Toronto instead of Barcelona. I remembered what another friend of mine had once told me, he himself also, a product of apparent privilege. He told me that each of us is on a different journey and that we should be sparing on our judgment of others. Much less should we be jealous or have feelings towards the journey that this or that individual is going through. Even when from the outside in it may look ideal, the truth is that all of us at some point have had to face insecurities, fears and challenges. These unwelcome moments can do critical damage and depending on how we deal with them, have the potential to derail our lives at any given time. I remember Billy shared one of these difficult moments with me when, a few years back, he experienced an incredibly upsetting and dangerous episode of vertigo while commuting to work. It came from nowhere and incapacitated him for days. He got over it, but he is now bound to monitoring this for the rest of his life. Final thoughts. As I got up from my chair, I remember taking a deep breath, collecting my thoughts. I concluded that I had been wrong to judge Billy so harshly. Feeling jealousy, even indignation for Billy's lifestyle, 
and financial success, which he has earned through and through, had just been wrong of me and not something that I was proud of. I'm still not proud. But now I also understand, truly understand, that walking in somebody else's shoes, especially of those you legitimately care about, is oftentimes said and done very offhandedly. Having true empathy towards others without judging them is a skill. As such, it needs to be honed and practiced with intent, really getting into the weeds of understanding what the other person is really going through. That and appreciating the astonishing celebration of the present moment is what my dear Billy taught me that evening after my call with his father and my good friend, John. Thank you for listening to The VO Medium. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. To stay up to date with The VO Medium and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Javier Torres Locutor and on Twitter at VOMedian67. As always, thank you for allowing me into your busy life for a few minutes. I hope I can continue to be of further assistance in future episodes. My name is Javier Torres, your host, and I'll see you in the next session of the Biomedian, a midlifer's journey into the craft of voiceover. Bye now.